into the online broadcast network. AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. Very good game, TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Mmm... I just love this intro. I think we, <laughs> I think we mistimed how long this takes. <laughs> I just love the sound of money. There we Hey, hey, after buzzers, and welcome to another vinyl after show. Tonight we're talking season one, episode four, the racket. I'm Lauren Salon, and you can find me all over the internet at Lauren Salon. And I am joined by my awesome panel, as usual, guys. Introduce yourselves. And we tell are awesome. You can find you can, I'm Steve Kaufman. You can find me on Twitter at Steve Kaufman. That's K-A-U-F-M-A-N-N. And I'm Layla Sadney. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Layla Sadney. What up, what up? Jeff Graham here. Thanks for tuning in once again. You guys can find me on Twitter at Jeffrey C. Graham and Instagram at Jeffrey Crane Graham. Graham, bit of Graham, Graham, Graham. Bit of Graham, Graham. All right, guys, before we dive into the episode, which was a pretty good one, mm-hmm. I think. It was mm-hmm. pretty solid. Yeah. Want to make sure you all out there are subscribed to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash TV. You can also catch all of our weekly after shows, including this one and all the others that all of us do and everyone else does on iTunes and SoundCloud. And when you're over on iTunes, give us a five-star rating and write us a little review. Yeah. Do it. Do these, do those things. All right, guys. Initial reactions. What What did we think? Um, I enjoyed Lester. I enjoyed yes. Lester mm-hmm. just disliking what, what Richie did so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, not taking any accountability for it or not letting Richie off the hook for it so much that he's just like, I'm going to take a band out of his lobby. Yeah. And manage th- and manage them without ever seeing them. Like he clearly right. didn't even see them. And this was after the arson too. So yeah, yeah like he, he he was that upset with Richie that I, like that was like, the one, that was you. the one takeaway I really enjoyed from this episode. Yeah, yeah I liked the episode. I, I thought there I, I liked that they finally showed all of the like chaos and, and drama that was going on in the label with like mm-hmm. stuff hitting from every single angle and the different story angles. I liked I enjoyed it. Yes, that's exactly what I was gonna say. It was so much more chaotic mm-hmm. yes, this week, I and I loved that kind of craziness. <laughs> mm. Even yeah. from like the shooting of it too, felt right. less kind of refined Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. and so it was it was fun Mm -hmm. yeah i mean as someone who was excited to see a music show this was all about the label which was fun Mm -hmm. it was like i wanted to see a show about what the music industry was like in the 70s and i feel Mm -hmm. like we really got an insider's look at that this week so i think this was probably my favorite so far of the four okay cool yeah Yeah, so let's talk about speaking of you know it's all was so much focused on the label let's talk about the a and r team and and where they are so in the beginning we see all the kind of big guys you know like Skip, Zach, driving together mm-hmm. and talking, grumbling pretty much about how they're still pissed about the deal falling through, <laughs> right. which so funny. you should be, right. I would think, you know, if, especially Zach's like, I was banking on having a million bucks coming through, mm-hmm. like I bought my in-laws their own place, you know, <laughs> which is a lot better than them living with me, granted, but still, you know, I can't, mm-hmm. can't afford it when there's no deal. Mm-hmm. And so they're all kind of pissed and stuff. And, you know, we've got, <clears throat> Skip who has to now like 
clear out all these old Donny Osmond records <laughs> and everyone, like not even just the big guys, the partners, but then all the smaller guys too are mm-hmm. hustling to sign acts. You know, mm-hmm. Clark, who we saw last week with Alice Cooper, is hasn't done anything. Well, yeah, they're going to get canned if they don't sign yeah. someone. Yeah. So they're on the hustle. Yeah, the, the <laughs> pressure is on. But even in this universe, they it was clear from all the other scuttlebutt that you heard other characters <laughs> say of, is he really going to fire the A&R reps if they don't sign somebody in a week? Right. Like, that's unreasonable. Yeah, like, yeah. that's unreasonable. Because who else is going to then do that job? Is mm-hmm. he going to go out and pound the pavement and be going mm-hmm. to all these shows? A uh, Jamie could yeah. always Jamie's take that right. role. I mean, he's kind of off his rocker right now, so there's no telling what he's going to mm-hmm. do. Yeah, <laughs> right. And, and Jamie with the nasty bits, they're there ready to be signed, mm-hmm. waiting in the lobby, like, all day long. All day. You know, she's like, oh, do you want something to drink? Do you want... She sends you know, them down the street to get, like, dinner, like lunch, like, yeah. all this stuff. They've been there for a while, and I really liked when she went in and talked to Richie and was pretty much like, you need to sign them now, like, puts mm-hmm. her foot down. Mm-hmm. With with Richie, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. it was awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, she's been my favorite character throughout the series, and I love how she like on one level knows her place, but on another level isn't afraid to push at all. Mm-hmm. And like, she's an assistant, but she knew that that was the line that needed to be drawn. And Richie's mm-hmm. like, "Can I get a freaking second? And she's like, "No, mm-hmm. they're in the hallway. You're signing them yeah. now. They've been there yeah. all day. Yeah, yeah. Like, you saw something in them. You wanted to sign them. Right. If you leave them in the hallway, somebody else might." screw up their deal right I was like good for you that was she's still my favorite character of the show yeah I love her yeah Mm -hmm. agreed very much agreed so we also see a new character this week Hannibal who is um, you know kind of doing the funk Mm -hmm. thing and Mm -hmm. he comes to meet with Richie and they're, they're he's not signed with them not yet. right now no. not yet but they're in talks to do that and mm-hmm. so Richie's still like wooing him you know here's some coke and here's some ladies <laughs> and all that and I, I did you guys notice him like like snatch a little bit of the coke and yeah. put it in his pocket oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hilarious right and and then when they're ending that meeting he's like oh I'm gonna get you like a, a baby tiger or something <laughs> like that some some sort of crazy and he's like oh why a baby one he's like well you can't get them as when they're older they'll they'll tear your face off <laughs> like, you show yeah, but this, rock stars. I, this whole this whole scene I enjoyed because I think we all know this we all know this all too well in LA where you have to put on a dog and pony show to impress mm-hmm. somebody mm-hmm. Which is something like I hate so much. Where it's like, so I enjoyed watching like what that was in the seventies and how much drug and how much drugs right. and rock and roll there was. But at the at the end of the day, like I just saw all these fake smiles and like just pl- trying to placate someone mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that it yeah. always, that it always frustrates me. But I understand like nope, that's how you have to sign right. somebody. Yeah, and they're playing each other, you know, because yeah. he's saying like the other guy at the label sent him like a case of the best champagne and yeah, like, like you... this and that. And mm-hmm. yeah, so. right, yeah, because Jackie Jervis mm-hmm. comes back into the picture, which we see later, more toward the end of the episode with them at the club mm-hmm. and right. he's sweet talking and kind of planting like those rumors, well, which are kind yeah. of have a bit of mm. truth to them, obviously. Well, and the assist- the assistant. I forget her name. The girl. Cece. Cece, yeah. She kind of messed up a little bit there by yeah. saying he's, oh, he's signing someone else. Where, like, well, who's your top, you know, who's your top artist? Like, you should be here at the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, hopefully. That, well, hopefully, he, hopefully she didn't, like, screw it up for him. He shouldn't have the nasty bits come in that day. No. He's, he's also he, on coke. He's also on coke. He's not the most organized at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So, we've got that le- that Hannibal storyline that I'm, we'll see yeah. more of next week, which is is very interesting, you know, could potentially be another big, big act for them. And and then also with the nasty bits and the whole Lester thing that you were talking about, mm. that was such... 
I mean, it's almost a slimy move the way that he just jumped on that. But oh. for what historically happened, right. you don't yeah. feel that bad. You're like, who? You just poached them out of like the lobby. They mm -hmm. didn't even know who you were. I was cheering at the TV when he did that yeah. because I yeah. was like, yes, go Lester. And I'm like, right? this is finally like what he's going to do. He's going to manage bands. But then he's you ultimately, know? but he's ultimately going to deal with Richie, and they're eventually going to work towards because right. mm -hmm. he needs to take. It's not that he needs Lester needs to take responsibility for what happened to Lester as much as he needs to take some of it away from Richie, mm -hmm. right? Because it's not one hundred percent Richie's fault, no, right? It's not. That dudes on another label who picked up his contract beat him up so he couldn't and took his voice away. Mm -hmm. And to your point, Lauren, like there was an element of sliminess, but there's also kind of an element of justice because he's fighting for the artist. Mm -hmm. So it was almost like a Robin Hood move, you know, oh, where it's yeah. like... Oh, for sure. So it's funny because um, I think both of their actions have elements of corruption, but elements of practicality too. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so there was kind of like that play again. Oh, completely. And is that is so much, I mean, that is, that's true. Like all the percentages that get mm -hmm. taken out, you might get mm -hmm. a ton of mm -hmm. money for your album, but you're paying out your whole band. If you're yeah. a solo artist, you're paying out like ev everything, you know, so mm -hmm. you barely are bringing back oh, and anything. anything. And mm -hmm. it's really worse now. Oh, than ever, so than ever, worse. Yeah, because it's a 360 deal now. Exactly. So you, so back then you, that that's what the recording artist would be, mm -hmm. or that's what the recording industry would be, but then you'd get to go on tour and you'd right. at least be able to start your own company to go on tour mm -hmm. and then make most of that money. And you would and you make so much more off of the sale you, of your album yeah. exactly. anyway, which today, doesn't happen. Not at oh, all. today you get a 360 deal, so you're going to get screwed on the recording and sales of the album, mm -hmm. and then they own all the means of production for you to go on tour. Mm -hmm. Right. So you don't even, you, you're you going to get screwed on going on tour, too. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah, it's and but that that's also, why I'm not a musician. Not because I'm not talented. <laughs> because the, the no, it's hard. I know way too many. It's like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a lot. Like yeah, you get you get some big paychecks, but then you have a it's lot gone. of people that you have to pay get that money. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, but also as true as it is with the whole like you know people are out for you know out for themselves. Not mm -hmm. that I I agree that I think what Lester did was justified enough. You know, mm -hmm. I'm I'm not holding it against oh, him for sure. at all. Yeah. yeah. But but that's completely like, you know, people are gonna jump on those kinds of opportunities, whether it's to prey on somebody who might be naive, like the nasty bits and mm -hmm. not really know what's going on and be like, Oh, I'm gonna I could easily make some money mm -hmm. off of them mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. or even for like more like good natured trying yeah. to help Because it yeah, sounds like Richie it sounds like Richie's not out to screw the nasty bits. <clears throat> More no, than he's out to screw any artist. Well, right. But that's just, his business. Yeah. Exactly. Because hmm. what's <laughs> funny is I kind of got the impression that American Century had moved towards moves that weren't as pro-artist as they had, like when they had started. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, I think mm -hmm. they definitely got away from that. But I think with Richie's, you know, wanting to kind of get back to the roots of like yeah. loving music and good music and like his whole speech with the A&R team. I don't know if it was last week or the week mm -hmm. before about like remember like that song that would just make you feel something right. like going back to that so but yeah there were several years as we know of mm -hmm. like shady business yeah. of course oh, yeah and I don't think I don't think that extends that like that extends to signing the nasty bits but I still think business as usual for Richie that he's not gonna he's not gonna give the house away on a deal just because he wants this band right mm-hmm Oh, oh yeah, for sure. That like I, he probably wasn't going to give him any like very much money up front. I mm -hmm. hope we get to see the actual the actual conversation like more in depth between him and the nasty bits and when they were signing the negotiation. Yeah, when he Although, was like taking him in the room and he's mm -hmm. like nasty nasty bits. <laughs> <laughs> nasty bits, come on, nasty. Yeah, like, like how does he react? Because we saw how he acts with Hannibal. Yeah. Right. Like how would he act with exactly. the nasty bits? The same the same like fake face. 
Right. I gotta sign these guys to make money. See, I don't know because they're not. They're nobody right now. Whereas mm-hmm. Hannibal is somebody. Yeah, people want other people. Other yeah. labels want Hannibal. Yeah. yeah. So it's but a fight. But I think he knows that with the nasty bits, he's on the brink of something really breaking big something. with mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. So he still should treat them. You know. Yeah. A little bit. I was gonna say this is all credit to Bobby's performance because, like in the office, he's so he's so pissed at Jamie. He's just had his office lit on fire, and then he walks out and he's like, "Nasty bits, there you <laughs> are." Yeah, and it was um, a really like tangible turn that I, as a viewer, really enjoyed for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Well, and he's in just like. His whole, the whole episode, and I think several of the episodes, he is going all these like, different ways. The way the episode started out with him hitting oh, yeah. uh, a pillow because he's in couples therapy with a racket or whatever, I believe it's a racket. Yeah, it was yeah, a racket. Yeah. The racket. Yeah, yeah, I mean, let, and then the flashes to like, you know, him killing mm-hmm. mm, Right. So it took me till my second viewing to put that together, by the way. I was like, racket, racket. Well, it's yeah. like, oh my like the, God. Yeah, like the tennis racket, <laughs> yeah. and they're like, Making mm-hmm. a racket just, in the music industry, mm-hmm. yeah. a racket yeah. of like the you know dirty business stuff they're doing, oh, yeah, yeah, all that yeah. stuff. It was yeah. just the it's tennis smart. racket that like took me way too long. Yeah, <laughs> I like yeah, I like Devin's response too in that scene. Yeah, that was yeah. Cool. let's talk about that scene a bit. It what it's I mean I love that he decided to take that step to go to couples counseling with her. Mm-hmm. I think it was He's a very more, bad mm-hmm. move on his part to mm-hmm. miss the funeral. Yeah, that's uh, called, that, that looks shady. Yeah. That's bad. <laughs> that's pretty questionable. That. Like maybe reschedule like, a little. Maybe another day. I, well, no, I think his but his marriage is in such a place where like they couldn't wait a day. Yeah, I, know. I don't know. But, like, I mean, if detectives. you're if you I, are like in question as a murder suspect, like but he can't tell his wife that, and I think that but that's yeah. ultimately the problem, is that right. what he's really going through and what's le- leading him off the wagon is that he killed a guy and he's having to come to terms with it. Right. So that's why he's seeking, like, oh, music will make me feel something. Mm-hmm. Coke will make me feel something. Right. Alcohol will make me feel something. Mm-hmm. Because he can't face himself and what he's done. Mm-hmm. That's true. So therapy will only help you so much if you're not going to say something. If you're not going to tell the therapist or your wife in front of the therapist... What is actually happening. That the right. reason you can literally destroy a pillow with a racket is because you literally killed a guy and you don't know how to deal with it. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. And so, she wants... So she thinks he's just being, like, selfish. Right. And she didn't want him to feel better. Like, she felt bad that he felt better. I like that she was so <laughs> upfront about that. She's like, I know, I want him to suffer a little bit and to, like, feel bad because he's being a dick, you right. know? Which like, is, she's like, I'm not hitting a pillow. With a spoken, yeah. like a, spoken like a wife. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm a wife. <laughs> <laughs> but, then you get it. So, um, but I love that we saw a different side to her Finally. in that mm. room. Because mm-hmm. it did go back to seeing that more, like, mopey it's sad it. side most I of know. the episode until the very end when she yes. decides to do her own racketing to the right. window exactly but i love that we saw her being like you know biting back and and was, i liked no I liked, nonsense yeah and i liked her i liked her hitting the window like with the, the like frying pan mm-hmm. so it's such like a metaphor for her being stuck in the house right. and the, yeah. the break, break. wife duties and then mm-hmm. she snapped yeah. <laughs> where were the kids how did nobody hear that they have I, a big house. They have, <laughs> they have a really big house. <laughs> just like wailing on the window, <laughs> breaking that. Um, yeah. Also, so there. Go ahead. Quick shout out to the candle blogger in our chat because yeah, yeah. they're in our chat and they're asking for a shout out. So candle yeah, blogger, thank, now you have your shout out. Blogger for being there. Um, so so we see her later looking at old pictures and 
they kind of, you know, they resonate with her and she feels feels something for him, which then leads mm-hmm. her into doing the, the whole mm-hmm. racket thing. But she also goes and has a meeting with a divorce lawyer. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which... I liked that scene. I liked the scene a lot. It was a good scene. The lawyer was such a like firecracker. I loved it. But it's like she sees it all the time. Like these women come in, they really don't want to divorce their husbands. Right. Mm. Because she's talking about like the physical, you know, him getting physical to express his anger, where with like breaking stuff at home and Mm. all that. And then it goes back to the conversation, which we've seen hints of before, about whether or not he's ever hit her. And she says, Oh no, no, nothing like that. But then she kind she almost like stutters over it a little bit and it's like well no 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 nothing you know do we think he ever hit her I don't think I don't think so I don't think he has I think he's just violent in that like people Mm. like think that he's yeah I I think there could have been like an accident where he like threw a chair and Mm. hit something else and hit her Mm -hmm. but I don't think which obviously is not okay yeah right but I don't think he ever hit her like that's my gut he definitely hurt her yeah, right. it definitely hurts her emotionally. Hurt in some way, yes. But she was a casualty of his anger, if not directly, is what right. I'm sure. Yeah, and you we kind of find out a little bit like with their conversations about like you know the agreement of them not using drugs in their marriage, and kind of like what a little bit maybe would have happened happened in the past about she's like well someone either ends up like in the hospital or yeah mm. I think someone so indeed I bet someone they love died is what mm-hmm. I think mm. because she said it very specifically the line was like you end up at the hospital or you end up dead and like she said it with kind of a finality that makes me wonder if we're gonna see someone they love have has died from either mm-hmm. their reckless use of drugs or their possibly mm. not. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. That makes well, a lot sense. of people were yeah. kind of ODing at that time too. Right. right. Over yeah. drugs. Mm. I mean, look at the way they're using drugs. Exactly. So yeah. And we've already mm. had that kind of hint of past physical abuse toward her from Richie. With I think it was Zach mentioned Zach it before yeah. yeah. to her mm. on the phone when she was looking did for him. Did he hit you? Yeah. yeah. And so. So I now that this is twice when that's happened, and obviously we've seen him get very violent and physical mm-hmm. toward inanimate objects and like other humans yeah. that aren't his wife, that I think we will definitely see some sort of flashback where that becomes clear. I don't think it'd be brought up twice for no reason. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, yeah. Completely Although, agree. I like the idea that it never happened, but she considers the emotional harm that mm-hmm. he's putting her in equivalent to like almost like he might as well. Right. He might as well hit me, and like be. And it shows you that '70s housewife that that's that's not how they viewed things yet. Right. That right. his he's putting her through emotional trauma, emotional abuse. Mm-hmm. That yeah. like that like when people are like, "Does he hit you?" She's like, "No, of course not." But you should still listen to me and my feelings. Right. Because yeah. back then that was the only grounds for a divorce. Yes. Someone beat you. Yeah. I hear you. It was it was <laughs> well, interesting because I feel like the dynamic we were watching in that divorce lawyer consultation, I don't know what the word is, um, did kind of give us an insight into maybe gender politics in the 70s a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm wrong there or not, but... No, that sounds See, about right. I don't right. know completely. Like, I think yes, to a certain extent, but I think also the lawyer was right in saying, you you don't actually want a divorce. Right. You want, like, another you want playing ammo. card mm-hmm. again, you know, next time you guys mm-hmm. have a fight saying, I went to a divorce lawyer, mm-hmm. like, straighten up, you know, because you mm-hmm. still love him. Because when she ends up defending him yeah. about, oh, no, he's a good dad, and she's like, which I would think if, if you want a divorce from your partner and they're because of, like, your relationship with mm-hmm. them but not having anything to do with the kids, like, yeah, you don't want to, like, completely screw up. I don't know how that happens. It's interesting. I hear you, but I would think today... The grounds of 
he's okay with the kids but not okay with me would be enough. Yeah, right. emotional right. abuse yeah. to the level she can claim right. today would be no question. Total, yeah, right. but no I, one to be questioned. But I think the gender politics they're getting into is that back then I think he would either, if you wanted, if you were to get a divorce as a woman, you would really have to want a divorce. Yeah, because yeah. that didn't happen very so often. If, so if you're defending him, if you have any doubt, if you're just kind of toying with the idea, you're not going to get a divorce. You don't want a divorce yet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to take your money and you'll come back. Right. Yeah. It's almost like, a, oh, you don't, you don't, well, you don't really. Yeah. No, yeah. Because yeah. what it'll ready. take to actually divorce him, you don't have it. Right. I'd rather take 150 from you right now. Yeah. Hm. Right. Yeah, I was I was still feeling like it was more about Devin's resolve to actually go through with it, and yes. less, mm. less the political. That's the true as well. I agree with you as well. I think I'm seeing both. Yeah, yeah. but oh yeah, yeah, completely. And I think she, I mean, she, I, she was going to use it as like ammo because right. she, yeah, she, she then gets cut off. I know. <laughs> yeah, she has no She's interest like, uh, in divorcing uh, 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 him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's just using it like she needs some sort of leverage. She didn't even say whatsoever. it very. She said it, said it very like meekly yeah, like, too. Like uh, I, I, call, I met with a divorce lawyer, and he's like, "Oh, I, I'm busy. I'll call you tomorrow." Yeah, I like, I'm staying <gasps> in the city. Also, yeah, half of what oh, she would take half of what? Yeah, at this point, right? That house they probably haven't paid off. That right. that record company that that record yeah. company that has just been devalued like four hundred percent. Like she'd be taking. If she were to divorce him two years ago, it would have been the perfect time. But has it has the label been devalued? Even they like, mentioned they it last week. That they know, but That's, publicly does. I think they said it got appraised. I think they mentioned last week that Someone it was said, that it yeah. was appraised. Was that at Jackie lower. though? Because like, do we trust Jackie? Jarvis? That's fair. I don't mm -hmm. know because I think I'm remembering too, but I think it might have mm -hmm. been Jackie who is so. If they get the if they get divorced, which it doesn't look like they will, they would appraise that company. Yeah, because right. if that company was founded while they were married. She'd be entitled to half the it's monetary. It's an asset. Yeah, yeah. They're not going to mm -hmm. break up the company, but she'd be entitled to half whatever it was worth at that moment. Yeah. Huh. Very interesting. Lawyered. What did lawyer? Hashtag. Lawyered. I think we're either going to see them not to like get into predictions, but I think we're either going to see them like figure things out. Or just like continue, just like crunch, like get real, like messy. Mm. There will be a boiling point, and yes. I cannot uh, wait to finally see Devin say what she needs to say because she's been touching on it. Mm. But like, we kind of have progress with Devin, and then there are the phone calls that are like, I almost got a divorce. Yeah, I see mm. her like. I mean, I think she's gonna definitely find out that he killed someone, and I see her like. I almost thought it was gonna happen in this episode when she was looking at the pictures and maybe putting together evidence or something, and she was gonna find out. Mm. Huh. But yeah, I think, I don't know. I think mm. that she's definitely going to find out soon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I but I think as a good partnership, as they seem to have been, and hopefully moving forward they can be, he'll eventually be able to unburden himself. In what? You, you with, think with, she's, her? with With Buck. With oh. Buck. Because that's yeah. what all this is about. Right. Yeah. right. yeah, I think if he's able to tell her about that, I think their relationship will improve. Mm. But if mm -hmm. he keeps holding it, in, yeah. then it'll just has, continue to disintegrate. That is true, but he's he is also protecting her in a way by not right. telling her. Right, for sure. Because yeah. then she doesn't about, have to... Like, spousal privilege? I don't I, know. I don't know. Eh. What did you guys think I of... I don't know what that means. I was, it's kind <laughs> of... A spousal Lord, privilege. you're a go-to person uh, for this. Come on. I think on uh, TV. <laughs> I think on TV you get spousal privilege, and in real life you absolutely uh, don't. So it court. works here. Yeah. It works on TV. It works. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. What did you guys think of Buck's funeral? Those. It's a fun scene. I mean, yeah. Is there anything like you in the in that scene that you? Well, I kind of enjoy, and this just goes back to like life. That regardless of who you were in life, if you had money and influence, your funeral tends to be 
really done up and everybody gets to mm-hmm. come out and just act like you were because Buck was not a good guy no. right never a good guy no. nobody no while he was living would have liked him yeah no, nobody while true. he was living would ever say that so to have like funerals for guys like that are always real interesting because it's like we're just doing the motions. <laughs> right. We got we bought him a nice, yeah, bought him another, a nice box. We're gonna put him in the ground. Right. It's another event, an mm-hmm. industry event that they have to attend. Well, the fact that he much. got murdered though, and they know that he got murdered. I thought it was interesting when when one of the guys in the in the at the funeral uh, asked Zach if he was Richie. Mm. Right. Yeah, that I was fun. Yeah, and you can see Zach's like. <laughs> Bastard! Like, I can't escape him. No. He's running my life everywhere. But he's like, not no, here. I'm not that asshole. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But he kind of wants to be him in a way. That's the thing. Like, he wants that power, and he's just mm-hmm. yeah. I think all of them kind of want to be Richie in that way, right? But they all want to run that. They all want to run that company, but for whatever, they all have their different shortcomings that leave them unable to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why they look up to him, and obviously stay, are stuck sticking with them as now and. As now, and we had that scene in the car where they were all talking about. <laughs> this is a great scene. And the Julie of it all, where he was like, let's be real, you guys were always going to be in this business. Yeah. yeah. Whether you took right. a deal or not, <laughs> we would all be at this funeral. We would all be driving to do whatever we were doing today. Exactly. Just we'd we'd all just be in, be none of us were going to retire. None of us were just going to yeah. sell the farm and retire. Right. Retire. We might be making calls to Germany every once in a while now instead, yeah. but right. doing the same exact thing, you know? It was fun to watch them unload, though. Like, I think mm-hmm. the one quote was they're like, Bette Midler was just was discovered in a Fagala bathhouse. That was funny. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty awesome. <laughs> Definitely. That was a funny thing. Uh, yeah, there were some good some good one liners like with um, Hannibal, well, not with Hannibal, but uh, Richie telling Cece about like, oh, get him a blowjob or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's he tries to try like, to. Who? Which one? You know, without <laughs> actually <laughs> asking the question. <laughs> Who do you want like, to give oh, a blowjob to? This is like <laughs> actually like in the in the hypothetical wasn't a joke. In the hypothetical you made, which, which person? I know. It's like, just there distract him or something. Anyone, just distract him yeah. from being together or talking. If we're talking humor, I did think this was a really funny episode, and it's kind of funny in a revealing way because they're still really subtly examining the racial politics of the seventies too. And there was that scene where Clark walks in, oh, yeah. talking to. Do we know his name? The Anar. Oh, I forget. From the black but guy. Just, you know, I don't know his name. Great. I love that character, even though he's so small. And Buck's like, I mean, like, yeah, like, I, I, that's cool you brought him in. That's not exactly what I expected. Mm. The guy's like, oh, you thought I was just going to bring all the brothers to the label? Yeah. Oh, he's oh. like, you know, it's like, funk, you right? kind of bring hip-hop. yourself. And it was a very funny, under, un, kind of underplayed mm-hmm. humor, yeah. but also kind of poignant, too. Yeah, and so, it's also, I mean, that's kind of. And it's cool that the black guy in A&R is bringing in just other artists. Yeah. Right. It's like, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in A&R because I bring in good money-making artists. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. For sure. But also yeah. so funny because Clark last week is like way, way out of his league with Alice Cooper. <laughs> oh, like, and he's like, oh, you bring in like people who are like you. You're like, oh yeah, like Alice Cooper. You're yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. <laughs> but oh, yeah, poor, I like that Clark. too. And, and I like that we keep seeing those kind of hints of things and the way that the writers and actors play that those situations of you know that things are changing like obviously Mm -hmm. there still is like racism and Mm -hmm. and stuff like that going on but you're starting to see characters both like black and white kind of you know having a different perspective about Mm -hmm. it it's really spot on like represents the 70s perfectly because there's progress but we're not there which is cool it's um it's not a very one-dimensional representation of the seven like the politics of the Mm -hmm. 70s which i've really appreciated for sure yeah so Let's talk about our our murder situation a little bit. Mm-hmm. So obviously we had the funeral, and I I'm gonna be perfectly honest. I'm kind of 
starting to feel like the flashes of Richie seeing him beating Buck's head in mm-hmm. are just starting to get a little too much. redundant. redundant. It's like yeah. we you know. know, we know that keeps like is plaguing you, and that's what's happening. So every time something slams, we don't need to have the flashback again. Like he like sneezes like we and we see a flashback. Yeah, right? <laughs> like stubs his toe, and there like yeah. blood head. You know, it's probably. I wonder if first season they're just reminding viewers. It's the fear of first time viewer needs to have some context. Yeah, like oh, or yeah. to a certain extent, they didn't see the need to hire Andrew Dice Clay for any more episodes. <laughs> <laughs> so like you couldn't have him you couldn't but you couldn't have him in some type of like in some type of inner monologue if right. you will where Andrew Dice Clay could just kind of appear cuz we're getting to that place where he could he should just be like looking in the bathroom mirror and then like Andrew Dice Clay is behind him yeah like oh, yeah. we can there are other ways than other than to see a horrific death although I, I think I think psychologically yeah. that's how it would stick with you right like, I'm sure they've done more work on it than I have, that I think that's literally what happens to someone if they're having any type of post-traumatic mm-hmm. stress, mm-hmm. is right. they're having a flashback of literally what happened. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. but you're right, it's a yeah. little overused for this. I think yeah. it's it sort of represents, it, they're trying to advance the murder subplot, but it might be a MacGuffin, so like, we need to be reminded of it or we'll mm. kind of forget about it so it's sort of yeah but I don't think we will because when the detectives are calling and then they show up like at this point I'm like okay anytime Richie hits something he's well, gonna have a flash yeah. and the, reason, head. the reason Richie you know? went off like the you know went on his bender is because of that too mm. so it's like we know like we know someone got murdered yeah. right you know I, I would love like Andrew Dice Clay's character to be like a ghost and like be like just appearing on the show <laughs> that, that would be I love him interesting that would be fun <laughs> I, don't know if that I would like that more or well, yeah. I, I would, let's do that <laughs> I was a little upset because not not because the the character Buck was a good guy, but the character Buck was a kind of guy I would have liked to see week to week. Yeah, totally. Like week to week interact with all these characters, so right. to kill him so quickly, we're like, man. Um, yeah, I do. I'm prefacing this by saying I really like the show, but I do feel like this is the plot where the cogs aren't turning; they're just appearing. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? There is that too. Like I don't think we've had much narrative advancement with the death. Aside from just, oh yeah, someone they f- died. Yeah, they found the body. Right. That was a, they did find the body. You're right. They found the body, mm-hmm. and now the detectives are knocking specifically about it, about that. You're yeah. right. They showed up in episode well, three. Now they're asking about it in episode four. So. They're clo- they're kind of closing in the the detectives. Yeah. So we want to talk about like that whole scene when they come yes. to the same at the label and, and finding out that um, we looked in his phone records and you're the last person that he called before he disappeared. Which isn't that weird, right? Okay, yeah, in like murder <laughs> investigations because I've been a part mm-hmm. of many of them. Um, <laughs> you. Yes, like that, like, should tell you something. The last person you talk to should, you know, follow that lead. But when they work in the music industry and they've, like, you know, it's not that weird, Mm -hmm. for one. But Richie is so... Obvious. He did such a bad job. He's like, well, yeah. You know, he looks guilty. I mean, yeah, and they're messing with him. And he wasn't at the funeral, and like, yeah. I don't know. And so they see him sweating, so they're like playing jokes. They're like, oh, what about this song? I was going to be a musician, but they, you know? But they don't have anything. No. Yeah, but they will, no. and if he can get an alibi fast enough, like they, uh, yeah. the, the phone call is circumstantial, and if somebody else can claim he was somewhere else, mm-hmm. that's all it'll take. Right. Do you guys listen to Serial? Yes. yes. Is this our Nisha oh. call? We will see. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. The Richie call. The Richie call. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. So, yeah, he needs to, like, I mean, lay off the coke a little bit and, like, get back in his paranoia. Yeah, he's so paranoid. Because he could have played that off a little cooler, you know, but definitely 
did not cover his tracks very well no. with, with no. just that face-to-face meeting. He looked guilty just about the questioning about the fire that happened. In, right. In right. Like, I know. <laughs> just like, what yeah, happened? Yeah, it's <laughs> and we actually didn't really talk about like that specific kind of moment. We touched on it a mm. little bit, but when Lester went in there and bringing all these like lost demos and lost mixes of his mm. stuff that Richie, you know, was wanting to maybe put those out and have something going on with them. And mm-hmm. Lester goes in there pissed, as mm-hmm. he should be. And I like when he was down at the receptionist's desk and he's like, oh, you know, Lester Grimes. And she's like, oh, do you have an appointment? He's like, yeah, that means I have an appointment. You yeah, know, tell him name. Lester Grimes is here that and see I if have I have an appointment. appointment. Yeah. yeah. And, and goes in there and rightfully so, a, a bit pissed off. I mean... I don't think Richie's intention was to obviously make him feel bad in any way. He's trying to kind of like mend that bridge a little bit. bit. You know, like here's what we can do. Like we're in a shit situation together because of this or you have a a real shit situation because of everything that went down. Mm -hmm. But like here's what we could kind of do to make it... Yeah, I think Richie yeah. feels it up bad, to you a little you know? bit. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to help. But I think Lester just doesn't trust him. Oh, yeah, no. of course. And doesn't trust him and blames him 100% right. for what exactly. happened. Exactly, and it's such like a wound for him that right. even just... And, and we saw him watching or watching, listening to those, like, right. it's just That's so, so heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. But you know how, like, when something happens, it's not like it's a good thing, but when something awful happens, like, your t- someone's tendency is to, like, blame the closest person to them because they had some sort of a, mm-hmm. a friendship. Mm-hmm. Of course, he's going to fully blame him and say, you didn't have my back, you weren't my friend. Right, exactly. And that's the thing, is the pain cuts beyond a professional pain. There's very deep personal pain, too, and so mm-hmm. I think there's just a lot of mending that needs to happen and I think will happen throughout the season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why I like that Lester's managing the nasty bits mm-hmm. because it's going to force them to deal with each other. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And it, and he almost needed to be put in a position of, of power and having some sort of leverage over mm-hmm. Richie to make them like come face to face more and as equals or mm-hmm. to a certain extent. I mean, it makes sense that after all he learned in the business by getting screwed over, it, like now he can pass his knowledge on to yeah. make himself some money managing bands. I think it's a good fit for him. Yeah, right. definitely. And um, and it was just, I mean, that just him like lighting those up because mm-hmm. that's like the last parts of that sound mm-hmm. that we'll never hear again. Mm-hmm. And they were already lost and Richie found them and now they're get, like gone forever pretty much. Unless, I mean, they, those were mixes so maybe there's, you know, More. another copy. Maybe that somewhere. was a copy. Yeah, but... It was sad. Yeah, really yeah. sad. Mm-hmm. Really sad. It did lead to my favorite match cut of the episode. We've talked about the editing of this show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sprinklers go off, Richie just screams. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's that match cut to that really cool kind of artistic performance of that person behind the uh, red... Janis Joplin? Yeah. No, I thought yes. it was yeah. Janis Joplin. Okay, I wasn't sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was... Um, that was, that was cool. awesome, yeah. It reminded me of an American Beauty. I don't know if you guys have seen yeah. the movie. When um, Lester's wife... Crap, what's her name? Carol? It's sure. been a long time. She screams in the rain holding that gun, like right yeah. at the end of the movie. I just think that was a really powerful moment of the episode. Mm-hmm. I agree. All right, shoot. I, oh, I also think it's interesting that, so obviously we know the nasty bits. Um, the lead singer is Mick Jagger's mm-hmm. James son. Jagger. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the Stones were kind of had very like blues influence they were. And, yeah. and backbone, you know, mm-hmm. like blues punk sort of thing. Yeah. And. And so I think it's really cool that, you know, his son's, like, uh, fictional band in the show cool. now has this, like, blues manager. So there's kind yeah. of cool, so maybe oh, yeah. they're gonna, cool parallels. You know, yeah. Maybe they're going to become kind of little Rolling Stones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like a little baby bit. Like, stones. Ba- the, baby Stones. The Baby Stones. The Baby Stones. The Nasty Stones. The Moving Stones. Yeah. 
All right. Okay. Is there anything else we we should go over before we dive into predictions? Uh, right Hannibal's there. performance was freaking awesome. Yes. Awesome. Oh, yes. That's been my favorite performance Although in the I series. Think, I think a lot of people are going to be talking about how we stayed on that performance the whole way. Which I liked. I enjoyed first, that. Maybe because I, I like funk. But I, I enjoyed was, that, but I also felt like, well, this doesn't actually further the story other than establish who Hannibal is on stage. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it's not like they cut back to anything to give mm-hmm. us more context or move the story. I still love just like, like, I still enjoy it. Like I know. Yeah. This is the first performance where I didn't care. I was like, yeah. keep yeah. on. Like, like the way they shoot live music scenes in this show I'm just I'm such a fan of just blown mm-hmm. away yeah it was good yeah yeah so agreed alright well should we oh well and obviously the very end where Richie's mm. meeting with his us. dad asking mm. saying he needs an alibi oh yeah that so, kind of leads into predictions yes yeah. yes <laughs> alright so Whew. predictions okay so in next week's episode we or teaser at mm. least we see like Devin, mm-hmm. do some, something happens with Hannibal, possibly. Oh, yeah. Like, there's a lot. So Hannibal's storyline is continuing. So obviously, I mean, a prediction being, like, she crosses the line yeah. with him for the good of the label to try and, like, win his business over. But definitely fueled by She's acting spite. out. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, how do definitely. I piss my husband off? Okay, this is it. <laughs> definitely. Um, and, and I mean... The the al- I think the alibi I agree that I think that the murder is just like a thing to kind of mm-hmm. keep in the, the back of our minds and make us nervous the whole time. Well, because the murder is the thing; it's also the inciting incident, mm-hmm. right. and it's it's more the investigation that's the MacGuffin. Like right. the murder actually happened. Yes, yes it's the investigation true. or the thought that Richie will ever actually go to jail over it, go to jail and especially not prison over it. Mm-hmm. That's the MacGuffin. That it's just something. It's another thing in his mind where it's haunting him. It's haunting him and drove him to a giant, like, a four-episode-long bender so far. That That's actually its true form, that him going to jail is just like, no, at some point he's going to roll over on the other guy. Mm-hmm. Or just have an alibi, and then the other guy's the only person left standing mm-hmm. who's going to claim Richie was there. And they're going to be like, well, that's... Really? And Richie then his was there? guilt is going to be the major motivating factor yeah, but the then have, season. But then I'll have guilt about it, but will right. he? Like a, he sent away a scumbag for killing a scumbag. Yeah, that's true. Right. That he happened. It's a matter of whether he values himself above a scumbag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or is it like, you know, obviously he's going to get even deeper in with, you know, the kind of... You know, like yeah. dirty, I, dirty guys and yeah. like the mob. I think essentially. that, like, that's what I was gonna say. Like, I think, like, in the ending scene, like when we see him going to the old man who's his father, mm-hmm. like, I think his his dad was like some old mob boss or his mm-hmm. mob, major mob ties, and then now the mob's gonna be involved. Well, and, it looks like he was a saxophonist, right? I, or I think he was a musician of some type, I right? I don't. I, I, I thought think he was, that might I thought be. for sure. I thought for sure his dad was a saxophonist. That doesn't mean he doesn't have mob ties. Yeah, I guess right. like he, mob he looked like a well because he was. <laughs> yeah. He was. Jackie April, I believe, in The Sopranos. Yeah. Yeah. So Jackie April Senior. Yeah, I think his dad's gonna definitely get the mom yeah. to get him off, and uh, Lester is gonna yeah. be uh, managing more bands and bringing that whole. They make mm-hmm. that little comment about that. Who was that guy I saw with mixing two records? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, that's which actually Cool Herc was what yes. they said. Mm-hmm. DJ 
Cool Herc. Can't wait for that. Which is like a real, yeah. a legitimate guy who is like, you know, mm-hmm. kind of responsible for bringing hip hop yeah. to the, mm-hmm. yeah, to the Lester's claim to fame. He's gonna, mm-hmm. so, he's gonna get it. So yeah, Richie and Lester have to eventually mend their bridge mm-hmm. to a place where Lester can bring this DJ to, to Richie. So right. trust him. Because mm-hmm. then, because then Richie will have a, just a unique genre. Will literally bring a whole genre. Right. He can pioneer the yeah. industry. Yeah. That'll be there in. I don't think it's going to be that hard of a sell, though, for him to bring that in because right. we saw Richie, like, you know, when he was driving around a few mm-hmm. episodes ago, like, hearing stuff and be like, whoa, what's, yeah. what's going on? Mm-hmm. Like, you that's know, that's something. That's been on his mind yeah. for a while, yeah. you know? He was like, that was a hell of a sound I heard or something. Mm-hmm. He had a quote. Yeah, that, like, the, really... the sound turned my ear. That's what it was. Turned my head, yeah. turned my ear. I had to stop the car and hear it. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. We never talked about um, Robert Goulet. Okay. Oh, yeah, that was so Did we funny. have to or no? <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny. And I because I couldn't stop thinking of Will Ferrell being Robert Goulet yeah. on SNL. Yeah. Because I'm like, he's such, this is such a I joke. I wish we had Will right Ferrell now. on there. <laughs> oh my gosh. It was just like, I will say, that was an original song, I'm sure. That they, mm-hmm. could, yeah. they nailed it. Like, right? so like, bad. The like, exploitation of the holidays, the terrible, like, kind of, I like the Carpenters a lot, but I feel like they were kind of making fun of the commercialization mm-hmm. of. And it was just so bad, but still sounded good. And it was like vaguely bad. They just like nailed it. And the lyrics I, were depressing because yeah. it was about the day after Christmas yeah. and, yeah, how, the day and after. how Christmas is cool, but your life sucks. <laughs> right. Essentially, Bring what was back <laughs> when it was like slush on the ground. Yeah. And, and it was like, this is so bad. The comment, like in the in the limo in the beginning of the episode, when they're like saying, "Oh yeah, I'm recording with Robert Coulet," and the other guy's like, "Yeah, my mom likes it." Yep. And he's like, hey, just "Shut your mouth." <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Well, and it's so fun seeing how. <laughs> I almost every week or at least last week with the like Denim Brothers that mm. we they have like you know kind of cool stuff going but then they also have these like like what pays the bills? yeah what pays the cash bills cows that are, sadly exactly that are kind of lame at least they think they're lame I love Robert mm. later yeah. Christmas but yeah it's just really funny to have that <laughs> juxtaposition yeah that was great <laughs> Oh yeah. All right. So as far as predictions go, I think that's pretty solid, and we're we're mm-hmm. about there. So all y'all out there in in internet land, thanks for tuning in with us this week. Be sure to catch us next week, same time, same place for episode five. I'm Lauren Salon. You can find me everywhere online at Lauren Salon. And I'm Steve Kaufman. You can find me on Twitter and Twitter only at Steve Kaufman. That is K A U F. M-A-N-N. I'm also on Instagram, but I only Instagram on Thursdays. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram or Twitter. It's at Layla Sadney. And you can find me, Jeff Graham, on Twitter at Jeffrey C. Graham and on Instagram at Jeffrey Crane Graham. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks for watching, everyone. Thanks. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.